Well, the first commandment that the Lord God gave to Moses and to the people of Israel and to us is you shall have no other God before me. You shall have no other gods before me. I've been reading the Institutes of Biblical Law, uh, trying to stay awake at night. It's about that thick. Some of you have read that. Actually, it's a uh, it's wonderful uh, book. I've been uh, enjoying it greatly. In there, uh, R.J. Rushduni says that uh, this, uh, you shall have no other gods before me. We could also say, well, you shall have no other law before me. And you could also say, you shall have no other powers before me. We're saying the same thing. This is because the law is, uh, reflects the character of God. And it's inspired by him. It's given by him. And uh, so we can say, you shall have no other law before me. This is his law. Uh, the U.S. Constitution is called the law of our land. And uh, it's an amazing document in its brevity. And uh, we all here desire, I believe, that it would be applied as it was written. But, uh, and there are many godly men. The Lord used godly men in, in writing it. But it cannot become our God. Uh, it cannot have priority over his law ever, uh, nor should the state ever ask it to be so uh, or demand that we submit our consciences to it. Last week I went to UNO, as I do sometimes, and I met a former colleague, and she started telling me about uh, how her brother had passed away and telling me about what kind of person he was. And uh, she was kind of de- you know, being uh, negative about him. And uh, she said, you know, he... He gave money to Christian groups and and he didn't trust the banks and he didn't trust the government. And I was kind of thinking, well, uh, you know, I didn't raise my hand, but uh, but at the end, she did say something. I thought, oh, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't fit in that camp. She said, this is her view. And she was not a believer, but she said, and he worshiped the Constitution. I thought, well, yeah, I don't do that, uh, nor should anybody ever uh, do such a thing. I'm thankful for it. But... Um, All the law has some power behind it or authority behind it. So we can say, you shall have no other power uh, before me. Now the people of God worship God by keeping his law above all others and submitting to his authority in our hearts and uh, above all others. Now it's natural for unregenerate man to make a God, right? They're going to make one uh, of someone or something uh, because they know they need one. And uh, they're aware that at some level they are weak. And, uh, you know, for example, Darwinism, uh, no matter what they say intellectually anyway, they know in their heart that it does not adequately explain why they were created or for what purpose they were created. What are they supposed to be doing? What's the purpose of man? Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time, yet so that, uh, or, and he also has put eternity into man's hearts except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. So he's put eternity into our hearts, praise God, and uh, we will uh, attempt to make a God. Now, my children uh, have to read in Greek history and Roman history, uh, they have to read Greek mythology and Roman mythology and learn about those gods. And every one of them, well, Jeremy hasn't read those yet, but every one of them, after reading those, came to me and said, those are really weird. How can people not only create those things, but believe in them? And, uh, and they are. But, uh, you know, people are still uh, creating gods, uh, and they are the imagination of men. Now, the redeemed can know the true and the living God, but we still struggle sometimes in keeping him uh, the only object of our worship. And some Christians 
say they have a view like, uh, well, uh, God doesn't really hate sin or uh, doesn't really punish sin, and so there's really no need for atonement. Uh, this is blasphemous. It's unworthy of our God, and it's basically idolatry. Uh, they are saying, you know, I worship myself, basically. I don't want to face the fact that uh, my sin deserves punishment. So these people create a God they can understand and fits their human notions. If you would like to read a section that really uh, speaks clearly about uh, who our God is and uh, against idolatry, it's in Isaiah 40 through 46. I won't read all that this morning, but I will read a little bit of Isaiah 46. It says, To whom will you liken me and make me equal? And compare me, that we should be alike. They lavish gold out of a bag, that meaning uh, those who are making idols. They lavish gold out of a bag and weigh silver on scales. They hire a goldsmith and he makes it a god. They prostrate themselves, yes, they worship. They bear it on the shoulder, meaning they have to carry it around. They carry it and set it in its place and it stands. From its place it shall not move. Though one cries out to it, yet it cannot answer, nor save him out of all his trouble. Then a little later it goes on. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. One way to remember who our God is as we come to this table and worship uh, the true and the living God is to think about some of his names. And I'd like to just conclude by, uh, before prayer by sharing a few of his names uh, from the Old Testament. El Shaddai. God Almighty, he alone has power, and thus his law is supreme. Jehovah-Rohi, the Lord my shepherd, he's the one who cares for us and guards us, provides for us. Jehovah-Shalom, the God of peace. He made peace possible for us by sending his son, our Redeemer. Jehovah-Jireh, the God who provides. He provides a sacrifice for us and uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jehovah-Makedesh, the Lord who sanctifies he has cleansed us by the blood of his Son, whom, who was, uh, which was poured out for us. Jehovah Rophe, Jehovah heals. He has healed us by wounding his Son, by killing his Son. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. He is here, praise God, and he is honored at this table. Let's pray. God Almighty, you alone are God, and there is none like you. We desire to worship you as the only true and living God, Keep us from false gods and from ever worshiping or desiring another law or any power above you or fashioning in our mind a God of our making or entertaining any thought unworthy of who you are. God, our shepherd, the God of peace, the God who provides, the God who sanctifies, the God who heals, the God who saves and is present with us. May the Lord our God be glorified as we come to this communion meal. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.